One, two, three. That's right, and welcome to Beachside, episode 16. It's Party Party here with Chewy out in. Where are you today, Chewy? Today, uh, I'm sitting on the beach in Dominican Republic. The DR. Awesome. How are you liking it? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, this week's been pretty awesome. Uh, away from the kids, which sucks. I guess, because you're away from the kids, but it's nice to get away and uh, just been sitting on the beach, sitting by the pool, drinking, sleeping, eating. And uh, today we did like dune bugging like in, in the forest slash dirt mud area. So uh, it was a pretty sweet day. And uh, after this recording, we'll be heading back to the bar for some more drinking. Ooh, what are you sipping on over there? Uh, lots of tequila, and uh, this bar, they do like specialty cocktails, so we just pretty much tell them to make whatever, and uh, they serve us whatever they want to create. It's pretty sweet. Wow. What's been your favorite um, What's been your favorite drink you've had so far? Like, what went into it? What is it called? Is there a legend behind it? Does it have a sweet name? Um, my favorite drink is probably... Uh... Oh man, there was a drink we had yesterday called Passion Coffee. It's uh, they do a little show, so like they burn coffee beans and then put the cup over it, so like all the all the um, aromas, I guess, are in the cup, and then they make like a passion fruit cocktail with I think it's like tequila or vodka, and uh, and then they burn like cinnamon on it. It's a pretty mm. sweet drink. It's like nice and toasty, but like like refreshing as well. So that's oh, yeah. uh, probably the favorite so far. Ooh, very nice. I mean, that sounds like excellent with the roasted cinnamon, you know, might find that on a Starbucks, you know, specialty. You know, I had a <laughs> pumpkin spice frappuccino uh, yesterday. You know, I never get Starbucks, oh, but, you know, somebody nice. offered and I said, yeah, I'll have it. And that's what I got. And it was delicious. So I'm, you know, here, you know, in Potty's Penthouse, it's beginning to get cold in, in Wisconsin, it, it started to snow, so it's a little bit different. You know, I was rocking the umbrella earlier, but, uh, you know, it's it, it, the sun's only shining so much in the uh, the Midwest these days, but each day we survive. Um, so it's been good, um, and I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying yourself um, and the one you're with uh, on your vacation. Uh, well-learned, well-deserved. It's uh, great to hear it's going well. We've got a, yeah. Let's uh, let's get a quick hello from uh, from the wife and uh, Elias Rose there. <laughs> hey, it's an honor. Tell her it's an honor. It's an honor. <laughs> She's shaking her head. Here we go. Um, well, cool. Well, I'm sipping Sweet. on I'm sipping on you know nothing alcoholic. Actually, just a craft root beer. Kind of looks like a, a a beer, but nothing too cool on my side of the house. Um, but you know what we do have in store for you, uh, we've got our standings, we've got a special on power plays and penalty kills, and then we've got the plays of the week and we've got the top five albums. And then, oh my God, yeah, this episode is going to be a big one because then we've got episode. Hell yeah. We have an interview with Sam Yeager in Escola, uh, Ani, Ani. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to screw it up, so I just kind of Ani. That was like I was ninety-five percent sure, but five percent doubt led me to skip over it. Ani Escola, um, <laughs> you know, with uh, you know, talking about their new show, and we've got a real action-packed episode coming up. So let's go on into it. Sweet. And uh, bear with us here, guys. I may be a little choppy or cutting out. But uh, hopefully, uh, there's no technical issues. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we'll have little screens here, so hopefully, we got your audio at least. Um, we're moving forward, and we've got the standings of the pros up there. Uh, Chewy, I know it's probably kind of hard for you to see this, so you know, for our viewers at home, we've got 
Las Vegas, Alaska, and Turku all tied for first place. Again, this is, you know, uh, a few days old, so things probably change. Um, but, you know, pretty interesting how the ways things stacked up in a three-way tie for first. Do you remember that happening in the past? Um, yeah, I think in the past there's always been like mid-season. Uh, the teams are pretty close. And then towards the end, that's when they start to disperse a little bit. Uh, we're, we're still only halfway through, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, I mean, those three are definitely the, the three you'd expect to see at the top this season. Uh, the big one for me was uh, the Roman Albuquerque race uh, and the Tennessee and Redwater race. Those uh, four teams looking to fight for their uh, conference wildcard spots with, uh, with Rome playing pretty well lately. I think they also won tonight, which is Monday. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be a good playoff race this season. You know what would be a good addition to this, like, standings is if they said, like, what conference they're in? Because, I've honestly, I've looked for that. I can't find it. I'm sure it's somewhere. Oh, there, there is. I, I can share uh, that link because it breaks down. There's a, there's a standings page that breaks down divisions, um, conferences, and the league. It should be in the standings, uh, pinned in the standings uh, tab in Discord. But uh, well, I'll send that to you. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, I guess that would be a, a good place to look in the standings pinned messages. So moving on from the pro standings, we've got our minors. Oh, we've got our minor standings coming in here at the bottom of the screen. You can see Iceland 12 and 4. I think last week they were 11 and 2. So they've still got a pretty good record, but uh, they did lose to the Warlocks, um, who are holding, there we go. holding down seventh place. But let's talk about the points. We've got 16, 17, 19, 21. Um, so between, there's 10 points between first and eighth. So a lot can substantially change, and these numbers are subject to be representative of times and place. You know, a lot of teams have been preparing through the entry of that big bonus or medium bonus, the small bonus, do you think that enough minor league players before they enter the pros are made aware of this bonus program, Chewy? Do you think that this is something that could be an educational opportunity for the future generation of goals? Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people who do their research when they join definitely ask about it because I know in the progression info page, it's there. Uh, not It is explained as well, but maybe not to the depth where people understand it. But um, essentially, to break it down, you save a few weeks of progression. You can get a smaller, a big bonus, so you can save more weeks or save less weeks. Uh, you get a secondary position under your name, and you essentially double the progressions you would have gotten than normal progressions. So, wow. for example, quick math. If you save three plus one weeks, uh, at the end of the three plus one weeks, you get double what you would have uh, in the numbers if you did like speed skating, hit the targets, and uh, marksmanship. So it's uh, it's a good boost. I think a lot of pro teams uh, encourage it once they get their minors, and a lot of minors coaches also encourage it to help boost their playoff chances. Very interesting. Is that to say that you, if you do the boost early in the season, that you'll have a greater like aggregate bonus than if you do it late in the season, where it's like plus one weeks? Um, so, to get the big bonus, you need to save a total of plus seven. So oh, okay. you could save like seven plus one weeks. Yeah. Over like multiple seasons, or you could do like three plus uh, two plus three weeks and a plus one, as long as it equals seven. Yeah. Or um, the small bonus is save any three weeks, which mathematically it'd be best to save plus one weeks, but you could save three plus three weeks, but then the value wouldn't be there for you. You'd, you'd get less progressions than you would have. Yeah. Well, interesting. I guess that makes for a great case to pursue a progression bonus if you're out there. Um, and if you got any questions, reach out to us, you know, uh, we help view ourselves as, you know, co-host to the show, but also co-host to your career. Allow us to introduce you to opportunities ahead of you 
in our new line of services as freelance agents. We'd love to advise you <laughs> on your talent and progression within the Goals League, um, or if you're exploring opportunities to be a multi-sport athlete, we have a wide range of services and expertise that we'd love to provide for you. So feel free to contact us um, through, the, through the direct messaging. All right, so Chewy, let's talk about, um, next up, we've got a special on power plays and penalty kills. I guess uh, we, my wife and I came here on our honeymoon two and a half years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago, thank you. Uh, adult only resort. So there's no kids on the resort. It's so peaceful. You go to dinner and it's just like peaceful. You walk down down the path to, to the beach. It's just peaceful. And that's what the goal was here. Wow. But enough about that. It looks like you got your, uh, your page set up. Yes, we've got it all set up here. Uh, quick transition. Let's just say for anybody that's in OBS and you're trying to screen, you're trying to share a screen and you can't get it to work, just do a screenshot of it and throw it on there. That's how you solve the problem. So um, what we're looking at here, I had a you know curiosity. I was thinking, wow, there's so many different power plays and penalty kills. How does my team stack up? You know, do we need to adjust our strategies? How do we compare? And that's what kind of drove me to this uh, analysis. And the outcome of it was something that I think is really interesting and applicable here to a lot of different teams to consider. So we wanted to share it with the greater goals community, democratize this information, party for president. Let's go. Okay, so um, we've got the power play ranking basically says whoever has the highest power play rate, meaning that for the power play attempts, um, Las Vegas centers 50% of the times are actually converting with a goal, which is crazy. 50% of the time as of this data analysis um, is when it was executed. Uh, so the centers are doing really, really well. Now let's turn our sights to the PK, the penalty kill. And this is basically saying for the Alaska Arctic Wolves, who are number one, if there were 100 attempts, 87 times, there is no goal that occurs. So they stop them wow. from dropping a puck in, which is pretty outstanding. So then we kind of compared these two and thought, where can we find parity between different kind of things that drive you know, calibers or engines or whatnot. And we looked into uh, an aggregate ranking. So we ranked both of them. Uh, we we uh, summed them to, or we took an average, and then I did a, a ranking uh, for that, prioritizing the ones that were the lowest uh, would be the ones at top. And that's where we came to the combined ranking. So you can see uh, the Las Vegas Sinners, who have a number one PP, also have a number two PK. So they're, you know, the number one team. Next up, we've got Florida. You know, a nice balance here, a five and a three coming out to an even two. And here we go. Surprisingly, we've got Honolulu, which is four and eight coming out to a four. Um, I think that's a great wow. demonstration of their aptitude in like expertise of certain, you know, things about the game. Um, maybe it's not reflected in like the standings, which we just reviewed, but it's, it's an interesting like way to say, Hey, like, look at this great thing about this team. Um, and, uh, you know, Jacksonville, Alaska, and, you know, the other thing we've got at the bottom, there's, you know, uh, Melbourne, um, but I'll pass it over to Chewy and wanted to see, what did you think of these, uh, teams? Yeah, I mean, most impressive is definitely Honolulu up there. I mean, they also have one of the best scorers in the league, Heather Gray. Uh, so, I mean, on the power play, that's lethal. Penalty kill, they got a lot of big enforcer defensemen, so that can definitely help. So, I mean, something to think about, right? I guess uh, those enforcers are great on the penalty kills. Uh, some teams may consider stocking one or two on the back line. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's hard to see for me. Yeah. The, not just because of the drinks, but uh, yeah. The small it's, screen. Uh, I guess the big one for me would be Florence as well. Um, you know, a team that everyone expected to, to do much better. I guess uh, you can look at their special teams and and maybe talk about one of the that being one of the causes uh, for their slow start. So, um, 
something to think about. I mean, special teams isn't everything, but uh, one goal stopped and one goal scored can uh, change the game, right? Yes, it can. And what also changed the game is when you contribute to rinkside. So actually what Sunsteel put this together, um, this is, we're going to be tweeting this out. It's another table. It has the PP percentages, PK, and then it has their ranks, combined, combined rank, and then it also features the standings. But wanted to shout out Sunsteel there um, for providing this to us. We'll tweet this out. All right. So moving on from power plays and penalty kills, um, we have our plays of the week. And it's overtime. It looks like the puck is in, not in the, oh, but Axis serves one in in overtime. I, I have no idea who has the puck right now, but they're going down the ice and they take a shot. It gets blocked. I must say, I really like the, uh, the Honolulu backsides of their jerseys uh, in this circumstance. They look pretty fire. So moving on to number two. Chewy. Yeah, number two, we got another overtime. Uh, ten, Tennessee and Albuquerque, and what the hell happened there? Oh, you. Uh, you may have to take over the plays of the week because I can't. Uh, I can't see it, but that was a that was a great goal. Great goal by Markham, another overtime winner, and we've got coming down the ice. It's the Warsaw Warlocks. They're on power play. It's against the ice. The eleven and two ice. The almost undefeatable ice. And look who comes around. Dorgan takes a shot, passes it to Dobbs, and Dobbs tosses one in. We don't have to watch that whole play again, but it was an excellent team play and you know executed by Dobbs. And we have another one. Let's see. Looks like bowling's taking the ball up. The lane is greased. It's passed to Prince, who oh lays a strike. And it's well executed. That's bowling. He just joined, giving the assist to Prince uh, for this goal. And that was an example of our plays of the week. So awesome. All right. Oh, there was a bat. That was pretty cool. All right. So now we have our uh, top five albums. I'm super excited to talk about this party or uh, Chewy. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my own video and reading my own name. Uh, you know, uh, how do we, how do you feel about albums? Are these some, you know, something you're passionate about? Yeah, this was a tough one. I, I love so many albums that um, it was tough. And it's tough, like with recency bias, like albums that I've listened to recently. But it's like, I want them to be all time. So I had to think back. A lot of them is stuff that I listened to like years ago, but like when I turn them on, they're obviously classics. And I also tried to get like one album from each genre because uh, I also love listening to like almost every genre of music. So um, I got a bunch of people around me, and um, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it was a good one. I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, let's let's. Yeah. Get right to it. Let's hop in. You know, you were talking about, you know, the ones that were kind of hard to make, you know, so let's, uh, why don't you start off by naming that honorable mention? Yeah. So the honorable mention is, uh, Bo Burnham's Inside album. And, uh, mm. for people, if you haven't watched it, he does have a Netflix special that he came out with recently. If you don't know Bo Burnham's story, uh, I mean, you're going to have to watch the special, but essentially, uh, he stopped doing comedy and then he was just about to start up before COVID. And then he did a special where he recorded himself like eight months inside his apartment. He goes like crazy essentially. And his songs are like comedy songs and he made it into an album. So essentially what I'm saying is watch the special, listen to the music. It's, it's so funny. It's probably one of the best Netflix specials I watched and like best albums. And the reason it's an honorable mention and not in the top five is because Technically, this will be in a top five comedy or comedian or comedy special when we ever do it. So oh. there we go. Smart thinking ahead, you know, uh, and that sounds really interesting. I'm going to definitely check that out on Netflix. Uh, and yeah, so 
I also had a... Yeah, if also, <laughs> I, I know you like to take part in the weed. Definitely smoke a bowl or, or have some edibles before you watch it, because it's, uh, it's a good one. Wherever you are, do whatever you do, and do it for the best of us all. That's all I'll say about that. So I also had a few honorable mentions, and, you know, just throwing them out there, you know, Steel Pulse, True Democracy, Reggae Album, we've got a Coheed and Cambria, Second Stage Turbine Blade. Uh, I've seen Coheed like five times. Uh, if you want to talk to a real Coheed fan, talk to Crispy Bacon, you know, who's seen Coheed, I don't know, a 10, 20, 30x that. Okay, we've got Dark Side of the Moon, really liked that. I also painted this like senior project, or maybe it was like a... a it was like this big five foot by five foot um, painting of the, the thing. But instead of using white paint, I eliminated paint. So the idea was you shined a light behind it and then it went through and it was all bright. And that was my like project for this art class in college. Uh, we've got Without Warning, uh, 21 Sweet. Savage album, which is sick. And then we've got Toxicity because there's a lot of like really strong, like love that music type of shit so uh moving on to let's get into the top fives uh who, who do we want to take first i don't know who went first last time oh you went first last time so i'll take it this time okay all right number five number five we got the weekend trilogy uh i think it came out in like 2012 or 2013 uh, pretty much listened to this like all through high school when I was getting into uh, the weed and smoking. So it was just like I played it pretty much every time I got high, which was pretty often. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just an all-time classic. I love the weekend's old stuff. His new stuff's good, but like the old stuff just hits different. So for me, number five on the all-time albums. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what songs his music's on, but there's like this one with this music video where there's a car accident and this like creepy guy at the end and like oh yeah that's a good one that's yeah. a good one yeah uh there's like so many there's a lot of good music uh all righty all righty so we got UGK the underground kings out of uh what we PAT Port Arthur Texas uh um ride and dirty let's see i think this was a 19 th there's a lot of albums on here from 1996 i need to like pull up my wikis real quick while you're giving your answer. Um, but this yeah, is, right. you know, Southern hip hop. We've got Bun B and the late Pimp C. Um, and like my favorite verse on this one is Bun B is on the song Murder. He's like, with one clip, soon as the gun slip, now I done rip up my Borelli flying through your Pelly Pelly and some smelly red jelly is dripping out of your belly. Served them like a deli, jumped on my cellular telly. <laughs> Yo, there it's so sick. Bun B just kills it. So um, that is number, or excuse me, number five for me. Sweet. All right. Uh, number four. Once you pull it up, I'll announce it. Number four. Oh, James Blunt, Back to Beldum. Uh, I started listening to James Blunt when I was a kid with my dad. I don't know. The music was just awesome. It's It's got the classic Goodbye, My Lover, uh, mm. Wise Men uh i can't think of any of the other names right now off the top of my head but like this album i've listened to with my dad all the time so it's kind of got that like sentimental value yeah uh when you know you had cds and put them in the car uh wow cds and put them in the stereo in the car or whatever you call it uh yeah james blunt i love all his albums this is probably my favorite though like all time wow you know i don't know too much about and, like you can't like the name's also sick. Yeah, yeah, you know, sweet name could start his own blunt rap company. Probably has one, um, but uh, you know, oh, you were talking about back to bedlam. Yeah, that's a great name too. You know, uh, yeah. Oh no, I was talking about the blunt. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, all right, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I agree, yeah. I agree with you there. So uh, let's see, number four on my list, we got, you know, the classic Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z, another 1996 release. Um, oh, 
this like this album's awesome. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, and it's high class. And uh, my favorite. Yeah, I won't like repeat this one, but like uh, Jay Z, he has like his hook on the song "Regrets." He talks about like his number one rule for your set in order to survive. Got to learn to live with regrets, and that's like so deep. It's like in order to to live and move forward, you have to, you know, push away the feelings of remorse or the things we can't change. It's about control. It's about drive and ambition and understanding what our human condition is here on Earth. So I really like this album. Number four. Sweet. Number three. Sweet. Nice. Number three. We're going to speed this up a little bit because I'm at 15% battery. But number three, we got Every Avenue Picture Perfect. This was like, I don't know, my boy band uh, listened to in uh, again back in the day. Uh, they have some of the best songs. Um, they have a couple songs that they do on piano that I learned on piano that I played and guitar and stuff. So just, uh, that was my like boy band in the top five. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that was a picturesque, uh, cover and, um, you know, and here, here's one that, uh, set a generational, um, within the hip hop community, just like even the use of this, um, like using like the, the, this is Nas, uh, that's like a childhood photo of him. Like then Biggie did it. They're like, Nas, you know, you ripping off Nas and shit. And I don't know, like this album is fantastic. Illmatic. Um, you know, one of the classic lines is like sleep is the cousin of death. You know, I don't know. It's very poetic. And all the songs are fucking sick. And I love the one that talks about like rolling two blunts together. We call them oops. Uh, but I'll move forward to number two on your list, Chewy, with. Yeah, number two, Hollywood Undead. Uh, they're like a, like a rap rock, like heavy metal rock rap. I don't know. If you have to listen to them. They definitely have a unique uh, sound. Their old stuff is like more like instrumental like rock and then now they kind of switch to more like the, the the like techno rock where it's like they're using soundboards and stuff and like auto-tune but uh yeah i don't know i got into them in high school i just saw their poster one day and they're all their masks look sick and i was like man that's so cool and then i just started listening to them and uh yeah they uh they have some good stuff got me through some shit and uh I love all their albums, but this one from like 2010, I think, or 2008 was. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there goes Chewy. So we are going to have to, I guess, take our time on the, you know, the remaining two ones. Cause it doesn't look like his battery is going to be back. So, Number two on the list, and let me tell you right now, like the hard part in the, the entire decision was not, what are, oh, he's back, he's back. Chewy. I got you, uh, I thought you left and I was talking to the viewers and saying, oh, now we can take our time with, you know, my number two and one, but uh, we can talk to you, we can go back. You were talking about how this got you through a hard time right now we're looking at the uh the album cover okay so yeah it came out 2000 uh, around 2009 uh they're one of their original six members uh ended up getting kicked out essentially for some beef with the rest of the band and then he started his own thing he's called deuce made his own uh like attack album on them and then they made songs attack so it was like a beef between them which is pretty sick in like the music community did they all wear masks all of them they all wear masks yeah they all wear masks yeah it's it's, so sick and they all got sick masks yeah 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 all right um let's see where are we okay so moving on to number number two, two and i was you know telling the viewers that the hardest part of this whole thing was not what are my top five albums because I already knew that instantly you know from the moment I saw it get posted I knew my top five albums the question was does 
only built for Cuban links, a.k.a. the purple tape. Is that going at number two or number one? But I put it here at number two. Favorite song on that one is uh, Verbal Intercourse, and it actually features Nas. And the verse is from Nas. It's the first verse. You should look it up. Listen to this song on Spotify. Maybe we can post a link to enlighten you. But this uh, Verbal Intercourse on the Purple Tape is could be considered, I might consider it to be the best song of all time. Best hip-hop rap song symphony Sweet. of all time. So, all right. So that's number two. Um, number one. Yep. Number one. So Avicii. I mean, I think everyone knows who Avicii is. This was his 2019 album called Tim, which is his name. Came out after he passed. Uh, so he was writing this album before he died from uh, the shit he was going through, drugs and everything. But uh, I hope I didn't get that info wrong. I'm sure. But this album, just like all the songs, hit pretty hard. Um, you know, obviously talking about his struggles, and uh, the beats are sick. Like all of the songs are. I think when this album came out three years ago, like my wife and I listened to it in the car almost like every day. We still turn it on almost like I say we listen to at least like a few times a month number one uh yeah awesome you know and it, nope yeah i can hear you. you can hear me yeah did you hear all that or did oh yeah 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 and avici heard that as well and he's smiling down at you you know i seemed like a great you know i don't know the person i liked his music uh but i'm glad you had a connection to um uh, with this album yeah all right yeah all right let's get to your number one and number one we've got liquid swords by the jizza you know um if you know anything between the the two albums before raekwon raekwon the chef um is a member of the wu-tang clan um and so this is another member of the wu-tang clan this is jizza genius and Liquid Swords, in my opinion, is the best album of all time, just from a lyrical content in the way it's executed. I think that it's um, just like stellar. And uh, my favorite, my favorite lines is this one's actually by Killa Priest, who's like one of the lesser known wordsmiths. Let's just put it of the Wu-Tang Clan, but he actually did this. So my guess is like the Jizza actually ghost wrote this for him, but he's like, I judge wisely as if nothing ever surprised me. Lounging between two pillars of ivory, I'm lively, my dome piece is like building stones and grease. My poems are deep from ancient thrones I speak. You know, like it's so, wow. It's just packed with raw emotion, you know, like talking about Greek, Roman, like, relics and shit i don't know it's so good um so that's my number one album and that was that was fun chewy and we're back with ani escola co-host of the late night sims lns how you doing tonight good good yeah excited to uh, be on here again thanks for having me and uh how's your night going so far it's uh it's going well, uh, you know, having, um, you know, a, a good uh, episode I just recorded with Chewie. Unfortunately, he had technical difficulties and, the, uh, you know, his connectivity was, was hampered. But, um, you know, it's been going well. And, you know, I must say, like, I saw your show recently, the LNS, um, and it was great. You guys really knocked it out of the park for the first episode. So I wanted to congratulate you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of nerves and, and stuff like that. And a lot of thought going into it and a couple minor hiccups, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for, for what we were able to do and, and what we'll be doing uh, moving forward. Excellent. And um, so, you know, I'm kind of, I'm really interested in, in here and like where you're moving forward, but before we kind of start from there, maybe we could talk like a little bit about, the origin between you and Sam and kind of putting this show together, you know, what's like a little bit about your background that you can share with the audience today? 
Yeah, so I didn't actually know Sam that well until, uh, you know, somewhat recently. Um, during season four, which was the last season in goals, uh, Mike Twinscrew had notified the league that he was stepping down as Norfolk owner. Uh, and Sam had emerged as a candidate, and I didn't know anything about him. He was vouched for by the other commissioners, and uh, we went with it. Uh, so he's now the owner of Norfolk. Uh, fast forward a few weeks, and uh, I was on the draft show for Goals, which uh, was produced by Dave Axis, uh, co-hosted by myself and Squibs. And uh, he, uh, Sam reached out to me after. He said, great job on the show. I'd love to put something together like this for Savile which is a baseball league he runs. Um, and uh, yeah, we kind of started talking from there. Uh, I got to work. I produced their draft show. Um, yeah, and then we just started talking about football and other things like that. Started Project X and then, yeah, just kind of kept snowballing into project after project after project. And uh, yeah, here we are with a, a late night talk show. That's awesome. And you have a pretty, you know, um, Telling, you know, simulated resume right now. You're in Sable, your goals, uh, Project X. Um, and could you like overview again your level of kind of involvement in, in each of those? For sure. Yeah. I'm in a, a few others as well as just kind of a player uh, that I don't do a whole lot in, uh, like CSSL, which is a new soccer league, and ESL, which is the, the racing league that a lot of people uh, are in as well. And I'm just a driver there. But um, in goals uh, was my first ever sim league, um, and uh, I'm now a deputy commissioner. Uh, I'm the minors commissioner, so I run the minors over there. Uh, I own a team um, and obviously a player as well, so pretty involved over there. Uh, Sable, um, I'm helping Matt Green a little bit, running the Sod Poodles team over there. Um, but beyond that, I just kind of, you know, Sam bounces ideas off of me and stuff like that, but pretty much just a player there as well. Um, and, you know, draft host uh, as well. And then, yeah, Project X is a brand new football league that Sam and I started together and uh, kick off on the preseason uh, in just two nights here. Um, recording this on Monday, it's uh, kicking off preseason on Wednesday. Oh, excellent. So Wednesday, I don't know why I thought it was Sunday, but you know, I've been kind of, <laughs> I've been waiting for that, that game, but okay. That makes yeah. total sense. Um, and, uh, how do you feel the Project X has, like, gone so far? Uh, pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, we we didn't know what to expect. You know, we know football is kind of king as far as, as sim sports goes. There's always people who like to play football. So um, we figured we'd get some good interest. But, uh, you know, we filled a lot more than I thought we were – than I think we were expecting to on the first day. And um, I was kind of curious because I know goals kind of – uh, got off to a hot, hot start as well. So I went back and looked and uh, goals had about two weeks between uh, launch and their startup and had about 84 players uh, in those two weeks, uh, which was ridiculously fast in my opinion. And um, with PXF, we started uh, our startup draft maybe probably about two weeks later as well after, after we started recruiting and we were at about 60, 65 players. So, not as fast as goals, but, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of interest so far and uh, a lot of people are excited for kickoff. Yeah, I've been looking at um, in, was it Welcome Chat or something, but it like talks about, uh, I'm looking in, in your, in the Welcome community for Project X right now and saying like, hey, this uh, Stabby here just joined the server, member number 96. And I remember scrolling back and seeing there's another person, Big Noof, number ni member 96, and then we got D-Block, member 96. And I'm wondering, like, does that mean that people are joining and then, like, leaving because it's not right for them, and that's why that number 96 isn't changing? Or is that, like, a technical thing? Do you have an idea? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I haven't looked at that myself, but I know over the last couple of days we have seen a little bit more kind of in and out, uh, which is something we see in goals all the time uh lately uh well really over the last you know four and a half seasons we've seen it um but with that or with pxf part of me we've uh most of the i guess the fun positions are full now for the the first season um really there's just a, a few more positions like defensive tackle and fullback i think are the ones still looking for people and um so i'm, I'm sure a lot of those are people joining hoping to be a receiver or a, a safety or something like that and seeing that they're full and, and deciding uh maybe not right now and and moving on so um yeah the last few days we have seen a little bit more in and outs uh i think because of that 
it would be nice if there was a way to like say, hey, you know, sign me up for a, a, a newsletter or something. Like, tell me when mm-hmm. you know the next time there's going to be a new expansion or I don't know a new wave of player. I'm not sure how it works, but maybe I was probably more teams, right? More teams, more player openings, or oh, yeah. deeper deeper rosters on an existing team or something. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, after our first season, we'll probably uh, we'll probably see an expansion based on the interest we've had so far um, after our first season, or if not, then our second one for sure. Um, yeah, and we've all we've also talked about expanding rosters and and just making known, you know, if you're the fourth receiver on a team, you're not going to play as much kind of thing, and and you know, but that's okay for some people. So we have explored uh, uh, ways to get more people involved like that as well. Yeah, I just want to commend you again for like this PXF, I think it, first of all, sick logo, great discord, um, fury. It's got good, lively comment. I'm not, I'm never really one to like, kind of like involve myself in the general or welcome chat, but of lately I've been kind of looking at it more just to like, see what it's like. What is the pulse? There's certainly a lot of people there that are, you know, some regulars. Um, but it's like, it's interesting to, to see some of this raw, like content emerge on a, you know, minute by minute basis. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, really great job. And I think one of the most interesting things about the PXF that at least for me was in some of those, like, it's one thing to say, I want my player to be faster, or stronger, or this or that, but like to be able to edit some of those things, like hold the tack, like hold the ball for a bigger opponent or this type of opponent or that, like those things are extremely interesting. I think they're very creative, like these in-game settings. Um, could you speak a little bit about, you know, what kind of drew you into there? Because uh, I, I think it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quickly, I'll just go back. You mentioned the logo. I'll give a shout out to you. Uh, your co-host actually designed it, Chewy. Oh, nice. I don't nice. know if you knew that or not, but uh, Chewy Canadian designed our logo. So big shout out to him. And um, yeah, so so we really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, as far as... Uh, you know, the, the in-game settings, like whether you cover the ball against big hitters or all hitters or or never always, stuff like that. Uh, you know, whether you play the ball aggressively in the air, conservative um, as a defensive back, things like that. Uh, yeah, that's something that Madden has kind of as a second attributes tab for, for their player builds kind of in the back end. And, and you know, we saw it and kind of came up with a uh, like an upgrade system where you kind of get a certain number of those each off season and um, kind of gained with experience. So you don't have to use your other progression, you know, in lieu of it, but uh, yeah, you know, Madden say what you will about their customization. It's very uh, limited. You know, we got to use real teams because there's no create a team portal or anything like that. But uh, yeah, as far as like the actual attributes and settings and stuff like that in game, they do have some pretty cool stuff to do for sure. Hmm. Do you feel that like because you have to use a professional team that could create some sort of ceiling for the league where you might get too big and draw attention from the game creators or like the owners of the teams because you're creating content and things that are attracting viewers? Yeah, you know, and that that was something that we talked a lot about um, in the early seasons of goals um, because we were using NHL teams for the first two seasons there and then you know, we decided to go custom so that we could do a lot more with the branding and promotion and, and get on Twitter more actively and things like that. Um, so it is something we talked about a lot then. So I do have a bit of experience with it. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh, we'll get big enough to attract the NFL's attention, but, uh, you know, if we ever do, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there. I know in – Franchise mode in Madden, there's a way to relocate teams and rebrand them. Um, there's very limited options for rebranding even in that, uh, but obviously franchise mode comes with its own uh, hurdles to, to get over as well, too. Mm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I guess that would uh, provide one route. Um, okay. So um, let's talk you know, a little bit about late night sims. Um, what kind of drew you into... Um, you move from being, you know, just a player, but being like, kind of like at the platform, you're, you're empowering people with the platform to hear their voices and come onto the show. Um, 
versus just like having people be listeners or viewers to something. Now people have a voice. Um, what do you kind of see as your role in the community now? Yeah. So like a little bit of, I guess, background, like I did, I don't I actually don't know if you knew this, but uh, I did have a podcast for goals um, okay. a number of seasons ago. Uh, only did a few episodes, uh, you know, I was too busy at the time. Uh, didn't, didn't really get it going consistently, but um, it was up on you know, like Spotify and stuff like that. And um, so I've, I've always kind of had that interest in it. And now, um, and, and more recently, I've been thinking about a talk show and stuff like that. So now working with Sam, we've kind of come up with this, you know, LNS uh, show that we're working on. And, um, you know, we see it as a, at first, we kind of thought of it as a way to join these three communities between Goals, PXF and Savile, the leagues that we're involved heavily in. Um, but now as we're kind of, uh, moving forward with it, um, you know, we're seeing it as a way to try to kind of grow the sim community as a whole and, and kind of join all these different leagues and, and things like that. So actually on our next episode, this coming Wednesday, we're going to have a new segment, uh, where we give a shout out, uh, to a, a newer league. Um, this week's, uh, they just finished their first season. Their commissioner is going to come on the show with us for a few minutes and, and talk about that and just try to, you know, grow the sim community as a whole. Cause you know, some people see other sim leagues in the same sport as competition, whereas we see it, you know, you're growing the community and it's, uh, it's good to see these sim leagues grow and, and give people a voice to, to talk about them. And then also to, you know, maybe find, uh, other sim leagues, uh, by watching a show that covers yours, you'll find other leagues that you might enjoy as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, like a very virtuous cycle where you can have people involved in things naturally as they grow. It attracts newer people. They're involved in things and being able to like, you know, highlight them is, is pretty cool um, to help them grow, you know, amongst themselves. Um, I'm curious. Uh, I had worked on this project in the past and I haven't picked it up for a while, but it's you're, you're familiar with like LinkedIn, like the professional network. So it's called mm -hmm. Simden like S-Y-M-D-I-N, okay. and it's like a LinkedIn, but instead of having, you know, where you worked, it's like actually what teams you played on in a simulated league or your nice. role as a coach or, you know, a co-commissioner or, you know, a general manager, and it highlights your experience. And then you would, the idea is like the interactivity is like you'd click on, you know, uh, the Florida Challengers, and then it would see, you know, Potty Potty, and then it would be, Bacon and then Lopez and you could click on them and it sees their profile. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's something that, you know, there's potential and should I pick back up what I stopped working on? Or do you think people would be too lazy to create a profile? Yeah, you know, that's a, a good question. I, I love the idea. Um, you know, this is the first time hearing of it. I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm on LinkedIn uh, as a re requirement as uh, for the schooling I went to, they made us, you know, join it and, and I've networked through there and I think it's a good platform. And I think having something like that for the sim world would be, you know, fantastic. Um, yeah. Cause you know, we all put a lot of time and effort into these leagues and, you know, finding a way to kind of show your experience and, and kind of connect with other people uh, that way would be, I think really, really interesting. I definitely join it. I don't know. I guess what the rest of the community would think, but uh, I think it's a great idea and, and I'd be interested. Oh, awesome. Well, I appreciate that. It gives me a new sense of purpose for, because <laughs> I'm in these coding boot camps, like outside of work and outside of rinkside, I, I do like coding boot camp, and I, I need to like, you learn stuff, you know, material. It's really good. Great, great camp. But one of the things is like you have a, a project that's kind of like something you do and you apply and you do like over a, a period of eight weeks or 12 or, you know, the thing I'm in is like nine months, 12 months long, but um, it might be worthwhile for me to explore. So I'll keep the viewers posted on, on the future ahead. Um, but uh, did you, did you have any like, you know, thoughts or like questions you wanted to ask? Like to, I don't know, these are not your viewer. I think they're, they were our, our collective viewers. Um, but are, were there things that you kind of had on your mind that you wanted to share? Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's a good question. There's, you know, just so much going on, um, in the sim community and so much to share, but, uh, you know, obviously you guys do a great job here on ringside and I know other leagues have, a a lot of content and stuff like that. So that's kind of what we were going for with LNS and, 
um, just to, to provide another way for people to talk and, you know, using, you know, uh, goals content as, as a big part of it, obviously as a league I'm heavily involved in and giving other leagues, you know, like Sable and PXF that don't have their own shows as a, giving them a voice as well. So, um, yeah, you know, if you if you have time on Wednesday nights uh, between 10, 1030 Eastern, we go live and uh, yeah, you know, check it out. And um, one thing that we really that really gave me this idea, I've been thinking about it for a long time. But anytime we do like a, even these ringside podcasts, sometimes, especially that awards one back with Krieg and Chewy back, uh, you know, after last season and and our draft shows and stuff, we usually have quite a bit of, you know, chat going on on the call after and i've i've thought a few times you know we should hit record on this because this would make a great talk show and this is kind of what we're going for is more of a you know casual kind of fun uh talk show that talks about a number of leagues and, and kind of goes from there so um yeah definitely uh check us out if you have time on wednesday night yeah absolutely and we'll definitely you you've got what a which link is that how you go live uh yeah right now we're just doing it on uh on Eskola at Twitter or at Twitch. Okay. Um, just O-N-N-I-E-S-K-O-L-A and uh, just on Twitch. And yeah, the, the first episode didn't save, had a bit of technical issues. The future ones uh, I think should save and, and we'll be fine uh, to keep the VODs, um, you know, for episode two and on. All right. Well, excellent, Ani. Um, let's see. Uh, do you, you know, we usually ask people what the future of the goals looks like, but where do you see the future of your show five years from now? Five years. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, we've had one episode so far. Um, so that's, that's quite a ways in the future, but, uh, you know, I obviously I hope to keep it going. Anything you start, you know, you hope that it lives on for, for a while. And, um, obviously these sim leagues are, are a big part of our lives and our community. So hopefully the, the sim leagues are still around and if the sim leagues are still around, there's going to be stuff to talk about. So we'll keep LNS going as long as we can. And, um yeah you know just kind of developing and you know adding other leagues and other sim leagues that we can give shout outs to and uh and segments to and and kind of discuss sim sports as a whole there we go that is a grand future ahead and one i'd like to subscribe to and potentially pay money to but don't hold me to it uh, <laughs> but honey thanks so much for coming on tonight it's always a pleasure you are our number one um, by at least number of times coming onto the show, number one <laughs> guest. Uh, so thanks again. And uh, till next time, this is beachside slash rinkside, you know, sending you out. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.